Pete and five. I'm calling it right now. Don't even need to wait one more game in this season. Heat and five, baby. That's right. Cold I agree. That's heat right. And five. Heat I, I don't even. I it's don't always even. heat and five. Every day. It always has been, and it always will be. Always. Hey, when I it never. If it if it was in the past, that's the Mandela effect. The world has changed. When I turn on my TV, and I look in the eyes of basketball legend Kelly Olynyk, <laughs> I know it's heat and five. What it's about Pascal Sakam? Siakam plays for the Raptors. I know he does. Eddie, name your top five favorite NBA current NBA players. Don't look at the screen. Don't look at the screen. Jimmy Butler. Uh James Butler. Jokic. Uh huh. What's his first name? Uh, Anthony. Anthony Jokic. Anthony Jokic. Yeah. Um. Uh. 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 Dunk Rosen. Yes. What's his actual name? I think we played this exact. What's Dunk Rosen's actual name? Darren Rosen. I feel like we've played this game. That is correct. We've done this. Two more. Kendrick Nunn. Oh. <laughs> no! It doesn't count! It doesn't count! Kendrick Nunn was on the screen. Uh, okay, we, we got, got a Kendrick Nunn Kendrick, stand. Kendrick Nunn, yeah. The, the only one in the world. Kendrick Nunn was on the TV when he said and that. And we got Bobol. No, you need one oh, more. Kendrick Nunn didn't count. I need to see him. Because I saw you read his name. All right, fine. I'll say uh, Agent Zero. What's, what's Agent Zero's I, name? I don't know. I wish I knew. Gilbert Arenas. He doesn't play anymore. He plays for, well, plays anyway, for Les Arts. I'm glad that you uh, indulged me. Uh, ask me that because I've always wanted to talk about my top five favorite NBA players. What about WNBA? I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> you big Brittany Griner fan? Uh, I'm a big Yolanda Page well, fan. <laughs> well, to be fair, Yolanda Page is not in the WNBA. Well, to be fair, we were on Cameo and there is a page for WNBA. Remember, we were looking at the uh, NBA yeah. players. They have a couple of WNBA players on Cameo. Mm-hmm. I hope they're Speaking doing good. Speaking of Cameo, we. I have two new best fans of the podcast. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to talk about them, Alex? They're the biggest advocates. Yes, so John Mark's birthday was uh, last week. and Thank you, know, you all for the birthday wishes. Early. 27 years young. Right. And we decided to get him a grand gift, um, a cameo message from uh, the one and only Voros Twins. The two and uh, only? They're... they're Amateur, well, not amateur. They're indie pro wrestlers who are kind of making a name for themselves, and they're absolutely hilarious. They're from Canada. They're not famous for being pro wrestlers. They're actually famous for their what do you, uh, viral their, YouTube what's video. What's their catchphrase? Eddie? Where they go, Eddie? Who painted the Mona Lisa? Eddie has to say it. Summertime. Oh, it's Da Vinci. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so how are we funny guys. To know? And they. Uh, they just really delivered on, on the cameo message for John Mark, and they let us know at the end of the message that they are big, big fans <laughs> of the Fresh Ears Podcast. So listen, let's break it down. Well, also, Da Vinci listens. He we also. have the Voros Twins and Da Vinci listen. All of France, as is evident by our our listening uh, yes. Wait, number one, we have the number one well, the Vinky is music from... commentary podcast in the country of France. That's insane. Can you believe that, Eddie? I, I can't. We're rising stars. We Wait, are going all the way to Paris. Well, da Vinci's from France. Is we that right? are burning bright and fast, and I cannot wait. Who's your favorite French NBA player? <laughs> oh, uh, probably uh, um, Mary Renaud, though. Mary Renault is pretty Mary good. Mary Renault. Yeah. All right. So what's this podcast about? Eddie. About the NBA. <laughs> it's about uh, Kendrick anyway, um, so I just wanted to say... Patrick Nunn standcast. Yeah. Yeah, the Patrick Nunn. Well, this is the last time I'll be on the podcast forever. <laughs> They're getting a replacement Eddie, so every other episode... It's going to sound like you and act like you, but it's not going to be it's you. It's not going to be me. I'm going to be trapped. 
And we're not announcing. You'll just have to listen next next time to see who it is. So it was nice knowing everybody listening, even though I've never met Eddie of you. Not one. Eddie Eddie um, is getting evicted from, <laughs> from the, the apartment. From the big well, we're, we're playing a game of Big Brother as we record this podcast. <laughs> we're going to evict Eddie. Yeah, we. It's been an elongated game. I've he, been in the game for three and a half years. He enrolled in the in the safety suite, but it, but it didn't work out. Nobody used their power on me. No, but uh, on the real, this is the this is our last episode. Um, with, with Eddie with, living with as a West Eddie, Virginian. As a West Virginian resident, he got a new job in Butler, Pennsylvania. Eddie is not going I'm gonna anywhere. I'm going to be a butler. He's the star of the show. Eddie, you're a star. Um, <laughs> Don't blow your load so over. He'll be, he'll, be, he'll, be, uh, he'll be on the pod next next episode. We're just going to have to <laughs> find, find uh, a, I a new a, methods of recording. I got a new mic in the mail. Yeah. Mm. High quality? I think it's better quality than this. It has a spit guard on it. So. Oh, sick. Yeah, so. Well, anyway, we're, this is a we're, podcast. We're having to upgrade our equipment, but uh-huh. we're going to keep rolling. Your Eddie robot, that's a big upgrade. The old Eddie robot malfunctioned. Yes. Okay, well, this is a podcast where we each listen to an album. That We all pick an album, and we all listen to those albums. And talk about them here. And this is the last one. I'm just kidding. Remember when I did that bit? It was like our third episode, and I was like... Well, we've got some interesting themes with this with this week's episode. That's Un- true. That's unintentional true. themes. I think, collectively, um, this is our most... Um, these are the albums that have the most notoriety and most popularity as a collective. Probably, um, yeah. Compared to our other episodes. Compared to the Renfields? Yes. And Lipstick Homicide? I don't think so. Two of the groups that we are talking about are both in Spotify's top 500 uh, most streamed artists. Oh, I so. wonder who they are. The Killers has... Uh, oh, don't... What? Who? What? Oh, my God. Never mind. I can't hear that. But, uh, yeah, also, also, I finally... I know you've heard us talk about it, but I've finally talked these fine fellas into watching the greatest um, teen drama of all time. <laughs> oh, yeah. From the early aughts, the OC. And, the, te- uh, the greatest teen drama of all time from the early aughts. Yes. Well, what about better than better than One Tree Hill? What about yes. Rugrats all grown up? Yes. Okay. And uh, uh, is it? And That's you know what? Bar. We did not do this on purpose, but all three of these bands are featured on the OC. So maybe you'll hear more about that later. But um, we've we've taken long enough on this intro. <laughs> um, yeah. I think we can get going. Um, okay. It's time for the moment you've all been waiting for. Uh, and that is a fart from Eddie. Hey, bro. <laughs> Welcome back to the Fresh Years Podcast. Um, I'm up on deck for the first... Ahoy, the poop, matey! The poop deck? I'm on the poop deck for the first album of the week is John Mark Shavers. And it is the album This Is Happening by LCD Sound System. So, Good. unlike most of the other bands that I th- know and like and think about, I remember the origin story of me and this. You know, I was in college. I'd always heard of LCD Sound System. I thought they were like like an old man band mm-hmm. for some reason. Or like, or, I'm like Echo and the Bunny Men or something like that. I thought they were a lot older than they are. Can you not crack your damn gum? Yeah, I didn't think so. This ain't the Crackle House. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah take that crackle shit to the Crackle House. house. <laughs> it is the Cackle House. Because I always laugh. 
So. I hate this so much. Go ahead, tell the story. In college, uh, we had to do these online assignments where our uh, journalism professor would give us a bunch of videos, or a list of videos we could choose to watch from. And one of them was a dude uh, skiing downhill in like a suburban neighborhood. Like he was skiing down the street. It was like good skiing. It was like a, it was like a good. It was like, I'm not talking about like Jack. Why did you have to watch this? It was it was a it was a class about like video production and like oh, okay. um, like all that sort of thing. So we had to watch examples of it and like yeah. news packages and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so this is just a short video of a guy uh, skiing and kind of like you know how like after the snow is melted a little bit and like there's a bunch of snow still on the sidewalks and stuff, but it's not like in the grass anymore. Yeah. There was like that kind of snow, and he's like snowing like dangerously past these cars and all this stuff. And as it's playing, the song in the background is "Dance Yourself Clean." And as everyone who's ever heard that song knows, it's the greatest song of all time. Boom, 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 boom. And it has a great drop boom, about boom, two boom. two and a half minutes into it. And when that when that hit, I was like, "Well, damn, brother, I got to figure out what this song is and listen to the album." And that. Open the door to This Is Happening by LCD Sound System. Of which, Dance Yourself Clean is the first track. Mm, but it is happening. It did, it did happen. It did happen. It happened very well for me. Was it, it present company? Partially. And so, Alex and I have a very strong attachment to Dance Yourself Clean, I would say. Would you agree with that? I would agree. Um, I would agree. Around my senior year of college into my first few years of my professional life, uh, when you had your old apartment, or when I was uh, hanging with other friends that were still in college, if we were ever in a group setting, and we were in, indulging in some alcoholic adult beverages, at a, cer- at a certain point in the night, we would dance ourselves clean. Yes. And it would always be great. Always. And it always resulted in us like forming... Uh, big cir- circular choo-choo train of dancing around the room. Mm, it, was <laughs> like a, it was like a conga line. But we weren't touching each other. We were all doing our own yeah, thing. Yeah, it was like we a were conga all line. Each other yeah, around. it was great. And I think, especially for this song, but almost every single LCD LCD sound system song I've heard evokes the emotion, like like nostalgia for me. Mm-hmm. Even though this isn't a nostalgic band necessarily for me, every single song makes me nostalgic for like. I don't know, friendship. It's really strange to me how it really echoes back to, you know, I'll be listening to uh, uh, Home, the last song on this album, which is also a perfect song, and a callback to Dance Yourself Clean. And, like, uh, my life will flash before my eyes of hanging out with all my childhood friends and all the good times we had. I love it. I love everything about this kind of, the, the, this album and these music. Um... So yeah, I wanted to bring this album to the table because I knew that Alex and I had something attached to it. I wanted to see what Eddie thought. But Eddie, oh. today, tipped his hand a little bit. and I think he's going to talk about a little bit what I'm going to talk about as well. And that's it. If you do any sort of research on this band, uh, or just even like a surface level, you would think that it's a total production of James Murphy, the, the main guy. Such as a Say Anything, which is all Max Bemis. And that's, it. And that's not the case. But he kind of makes it seem like it is. 
And this is a real. I think this is a real. I don't. I don't. I don't know what kind of person James Murphy is. I'm not saying he's like an abuse. I don't. I don't think he's a bad guy. But every interview I've read with him, and every like live show I've seen, like I've watched on YouTube, he makes himself seem really important and like poetic and cool, and it's really annoying to me. He kind of gave me Dave. Gives me David Byrne vibes. Oh yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like yep. But the problem is, I can name all the other members of Talking Heads. Like, obviously, David Byrne is David Byrne, but... Who do we got? We got Chris Franz. We got Jerry Tina. Har- Tina Weymouth and Jerry Harrison. Jerry Harrison. Harrison. Um, but well, you know, Jerry almost rhymes. Jerry Harrison. Like, uh, James Murphy's on the cover of This Is Happening. Oh, that's um, him. Yeah, it is him. And uh, if you watch The Long Goodbye, which is like a, a concert film slash kind of documentary about their supposed last show that happened in 2011 because they broke up and they got back together a few years ago. Um, it's like all about him and he, he like goes on these long monologues. Well, I mean, I, I, don't, I didn't read into the group at all, but maybe it was primarily his project. Maybe he had, and honestly, by the way you've been talking, he probably did have the most creative control. Well, do you want me to tell you to reveal the information I know? Reveal the information. Well, you're you're, you're first up on, oh. on album review. Well, so. I read that he makes all the music himself, and like when he plays live, the other people. Okay, well that makes perfect sense. Okay. Then. Yeah, that's what so I. So then technically, and then technically, it's a solo project. But here's but, but the, he always is like, no, it's not a solo sense. project. But that doesn't make sense if he because makes all the LCD music? sound system broke up, and then he kept making music. He kept making music as James Murphy. Yeah, that can be a different LCD. It's just a different project. I don't yeah, know. I think it, I, I, he's just he's just one of those. Guys. It's annoying. To he's me. one of those guys. It's annoying. Like, to this me. is a different project. I've never. He's, no. he's from New York. He's not British. Oh, he's from New York, eh? That's not very good. I'm sorry. Walking here. I'm Eddie, dancing here. Eddie, what did you think of the album? John well, Hold on. Done. Yeah. Are you not done? He's got five anyway, minutes left of his in, top in of the, the similar vein of like of like David Byrne. Or or Wynn Butler from Arcade Fire. I kind of think they're douchebags. Yeah, you you uh you, you, you like the D bag like musicians. You like these these dudes. You like these dirt bags. Eddie's <laughs> 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 hey, hey, the one that's in the punk scene. That's the most problematic scene there is. Yeah, yeah there are some problems. So um, I love this album, except for Drunk Girls, which I'm not a big fan of. Uh, Drunk Girls is a bad song, and I don't want to listen to it. But every other song is great. Uh, it was a it was a very slim choice between picking this and uh, Sound of Silver, which is another phenomenal album. That, if you like this, if you like this, Alex, you'll love Sound of Silver, which has just as many great tracks on it. It's very hard for me to pick, but since this one had Dance Yourself Clean, and we had that connection, I wanted to pick it just for us, just for you and me. Oh, uh, just for us. All right, Ed. Well, thanks for the send off. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I. Uh, yeah, so I was uh, so that that actually uh, gave a little bit away about my little game that we're gonna play at the end of the pod. So stay tuned about me doing research into these bands. So I never heard of LCD Sound System, but uh, I've heard of them, I guess. I thought it was LSD Sound System for some reason. So I thought it was like in, like a '90s like acid band or something. I don't know why I thought that. I've never heard any songs by them, I don't think. But uh, yeah, they were all pretty cool songs, and yeah. I know what you're gonna say. I did get a, I did get the Talking Head vibes, especially on the song called "Pow Pow Pow." Um, well, okay, let's make it clear. 
I think Talking Heads is way better than LCD. No, sounds. I do too. Well, um, it's like it's okay. It's just I influence. would rather listen to LCD Sound System. Really, it's a hard choice yes. for me. I mean, you don't have to choose. Hey, well, LC- you don't have to choose. LCD Sound System is way more hypnotic and like mesmerizing and like it really. Well, you, David Burns you, you, you flow along with it, and, and Talking Heads is, is just different. Well, David Burns got the guitar. He plays guitar soulfully. Well, there's guitar in this album too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Well, anyway, yeah. That's what was missing. There's no guitar. <laughs> no, there was guitar. I know. Wait, it was definitely on there. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, I got the, the. You don't have to choose. It's definitely it takes a lot from David Bowie on the song uh, "All I Want." I want to say when it sounds like heroes a little. It bit. Sound, does sound like a little bit. Yeah, but I like yeah. that. It was cool. Um, yeah, it's all really hypnotic stuff. But this album is a commitment to listen to. Every song is probably like I think only song under five minutes is "Drunk Girls," which. Sound reminded me of when you guys talked about the Beastie Boys, like thinking of, I don't know what this song was supposed to be. But it also says Drunk Boys. Yeah, that's true, Drunk Boys. And it reminded me of, uh, they're just girls, by the uh, 1975, you know, just, just girls, girls. Breaking up. I love that song. Uh, yeah, but this is all pretty hypnotic. I was uh, listening to it and working and stuff and it just, just hooks you in and you, doesn't let you go. Were you bopping? Bopping a little bit. I was listening at the laundromat today, and hopefully nobody saw me dancing. And I was all by myself in there. So uh, I feel like I'd, I can. I've, I've danced alone in my room to this album. Uh, uh, favorite I feel like song. you could really film an awesome music video of someone dancing in the middle of a laundromat to one of these songs. <laughs> oh yeah, that would be perfect. I can change. Get yeah, someone. Get change. someone dancing. I can change in the yeah. laundromat. That was a good song. You wanted a hit. That's a confusing song. I liked it okay. It's just like very like... That's like one where I'm like, okay, this guy like thinks something of himself. Like, you know what I mean? He's like, you wanted a hit, but we don't do hits. You wanted a, uh, the, the truth, and then you say you want proof. Just the way he was. I, I don't know. But it was a cool song. It was all right. Um, yeah, but these are pretty cool songs, and I would see them live. Well, Eddie, I want you to listen to the song All My Friends, which is on Sound of Silver, because uh, that song really makes you homesick. Oh, yeah? Not yeah. the song Home? Well, Home, no. <laughs> different, it's a different... Homesick, All My Friends is obviously about friends. Ooh, the producer's here! Hello. Hey, producer! Producey! Keep up the good work, boys. Thank you. Thanks. Can we eat dinner tonight? If you're good. Okay. <laughs> if you're good. All right. All right, well, that's my review of so I, Pat, or This Is Happening by LCD. I originally know LCD Sound System from the song. The song? Timely titled Daft Punk is Playing at My House, mm-hmm. which is an Uh-oh. awesome song. Yeah. Um, and it, I, I think I heard that song before it was in the OC, but that was that song was in the featured in the OC. Um, so, yeah, I knew that song for a while, and then I was introduced to them by John Mark, um, Dance Yourself Clean. Um, he already, you know, told the story. We used to have grand times dancing to that at, at my old apartment. But I've got a question for you, both of you. Okay. Cool. What is a better song? Dance Yourself Clean or Dance This Mess Around? Oh, oh shit. For me, it might be Dance This Mess Around. No, it's Dance Yourself Clean. No way it is Dance Yourself Clean. It's Dance Yourself this Clean. Song, it's like I mean, it's so pretty good. good. Dance This Mess Around is amazing, too. With... I, honestly, I like the yelling on dance. Here's the thing. They do all 16 dances. There's yelling dance on dance yourself clean too. Eddie's never danced himself clean. That's the issue. Should we do it right now? Never. No. Never. We can do it to Chris in your new apartment. Okay, good. But, but 
if, if you haven't danced yourself clean yourself, you can't really appreciate this. That and song. I have. Can um, you do? Can you do the escalator? Honestly, I can't name another song that's like better to dance to. Mm-hmm. It's just a great song. It's really incredible stuff. Like when that beat first drops. Well, you know why? Well, you know why Eddie can't get into it then? Because Eddie just gyrates. He can't dance. He can't dance. Oh, that's what you're gonna say. But we, we that, have video proof. With an insult. When that beat drops for the first time, uh-huh. it's like one of those. I've talked about this a few times. It's one of those great Serotonin. moments in music. <laughs> it's, one of, it's, it's just one of those. Great, you got Robert Edrick, Roger Ebert. Great, great moments. Let's talk about great. Moments in music. I've never seen Alex make that face look. But uh, <laughs> the drop and dance yourself clean. It's just one of those classic moments, you know. It is. But yeah, home is also incredible. Um, the way that it builds, the emotion that it captures. I really love that faint guitar that's in the background that slowly builds and becomes more prominent. And later on, they go, pulling all back to dance yourself clean. I love it so much. Um, I've enjoyed just about everything I've ever heard from LCD's sound system. Um, there's only one song on this album that I don't like. You could probably guess it. It is Drunk Girls. Yep. <laughs> um, it was, I hated it, but uh, This Is Happening as a whole is a really good album. With that being said, though, I think like on my own volition, there's only two songs on this album that I'll probably ever listen to again, The Oprah and The Closer, which are both, I feel, are they're just LCD sound system classics. Mm-hmm. In their own right. I would add all I want and I can change. I do yeah, think the tracks two through eight serve a purpose, though. Um, <laughs> this is probably some of the best productivity music I've ever heard. Um, really great stuff to do work to or just clean the house to. Um, the songs are very long. And well, some your job th- is cleaning houses. Yeah. Some, Will you stop chewing your gum? Sorry. Some of them, I feel like they do pretty much the same thing for a good while before they hit the, their peak. But like I said... But they always hit the peak. They do hit the peak. But some of them, I feel like, I don't know, go on, drag out a little too long before it gets there. But like I said, um, they all serve a purpose. You don't, I, you, don't, you don't enjoy these tunes without really having to pay much attention to... Like, you can enjoy these tunes without really paying attention you to, to them. It's on that yeah. listen, yeah. Yeah, you don't have to really commit to listen listening to this album. You can just put it on and just let the tracks go. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think I could really get into the lyrics of these tracks, but I tend... With LCD Soundsism, I tend to be a bit transfixed by the music that I really don't catch any of the mm-hmm. words at all, but I know... That's all, yeah, but, 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 now, but when I do actually listen to what he's saying... I'm like, wow, this is like kind of deep introspective. Well, on the opposite end of the spectrum. This is kind of deep introspective stuff. Eddie says, what a douchebag. I don't think so. No, I don't think, I just I think mean, that I what he said in interviews, because I read a lot of well, interviews. Well, I didn't, I, I, I didn't see that at all. I've seen them. But also, I feel like LCD Sound System is a really great mix of what I love about 2000s indie music and electropop. Um, honestly, I don't know if I've seen an artist like mix two genres together. It's dance punk. I mean, that's the genre. I know, but, you know, I have a strong connection to, like, 2000s, like, indie alternative. And then I, I love pop music as well. And just the fuse of the two. I guess I guess it's a genre in itself. But let I, me, let me, but let I me, hear the best of both worlds. I've never been able to fully express, give this bone to pick on a, on a platform before. Let me do it. I'm a big Stephen King fan. Uh-oh. All right. And I read his book in college. Uh, I read his book, Under the Dome. In which people get trapped under the dome. Just like the Simpsons movie. Oh. And in it, 
Stephen King, I love the guy, but he's an old man now, and he, sometimes when he tries to write relatable dialogue, he, he really fails. And I remember he was talking about this character who was, like, at the time that the dome was dropping, they were listening to Sound of Silver. I think it was Sound of Silver. Um, and, like, the radio knocked over and it broke, and this music stopped. And I remember, and, and, and Stephen King said something like, but that was okay because blah, blah, blah didn't like techno that much anyway. And this ain't techno music, Stephen King. No, it's not. There's electronic in there. Yeah. It ain't techno. There's no he's talking about. Stephen King should shut his old dumbass cocaine go, mouth. You should go hang out with Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. You should go Learn hang out with real techno. Steve McQueen. Lightning yeah, go McQueen. hang out with Edgar Allan Poe and Lightning McQueen. Yeah, Lightning McQueen. <laughs> and Metomator. So anyway, uh, yeah, um, my favorite LCD sound system song to this day is still All My Friends. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is a really fun album. I think it might become like a work staple for me, like something to just put on when I'm trying to get work done. Throw in Sound of Silver once in a while. Well, that's what All My Friends is on, right? Yeah, the song Someone Great, Us Versus Them, Get Inoculus. Those are all things that you like. And the last track on that is New York, I Love You, But You're Bringing Me Down. Perfect song. That's one of my favorites of theirs. New York, I love you, but you're bringing me down. Hmm. So, check it out, babies. I give it a nine. Yeah, I'll give it a nine out of ten. Also, wow. Well, <coughs> I enjoyed it, but I'm giving I'm giving it a seven. Okay. Um, but I still think that's a good solid rating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure, for yeah. sure, bro. Well, when we come for back, sure, for sure, bro. When we come back, Eddie Trezino is going to talk about his dumbass album, and then uh, we'll <laughs> talk about that. <laughs> We'll be right back. Welcome to Eddie's album review of, uh, um... <laughs> wow, starting off uh, strong. Life's Rich Pageant by R.E.M. And I gotta say, Alex, you spelled, for some reason, and they pointed this out, there's no apostrophe. apostrophe. I caught that. After. It's just life's pe- pr- plural, I guess. Yes, yeah, I caught that afterwards. By R E M. My mistake. We've got Michael Stipend. <laughs> no, okay, don't I don't do want to do. Bit. I know. Don't do this. I won't bit. do the bit. I won't. Anyway, um, R E M. One of my fave bands ever. I've always loved R E M. I don't know how I first found out. Of... Oh, you know, it was probably from. Um, uh, I don't. I always. It's the end of the world as we know is always like a big. I always heard that song and I always loved that song as a kid. And digging into REM as a teen really uh, got me going. Uh oh. I, I feel like we have a special guest coming in. <laughs> oh my god. Oh no. It's a ghost. This is going to be a first, ladies and gentlemen. Piss off, ghost. We've heard from our producer quite a few times. But we've never had a special guest on the podcast. I don't know if I want Brad to see the way we do it. It feels like I feel naked. We're live, Brad. Brad, come on. Come sit down. How are you doing, buddy? Take off your backpack, put on your indoor shoes, and sit down with us. Do you have your garden shoes with you? No, no, go, go sit over by Alex. So you're close to the mic. Well, why don't you sit over there? Because he's got to be close to the mic. How is he going to fit on there? I was going to come up during the break. Ed, you said you guys were well, breaking. Well, Alex took you Well, we break for like two fast. seconds. How you doing, Brad? I'm doing great. How was the first day of work with no Ed? Very upsetting. How about you don't catch up on work right now because we're recording a podcast? Brad, 
How's it feel to be on Fresh Ears? I'm honored. This this is incredible. This is like a top top three life moment. <laughs> In a couple right. weeks, okay, we're going to be the, listening to we this. We got the top three. What are the other two? Hey, uh, well, going to the Grand Canyon was fun. Uh-huh. Uh, being born. <laughs> oh, and then being on this podcast. And being on the oh, podcast. Wow. If you yes. were to write an iTunes review right now about our podcast, Ooh, what would you say? Review. Someone's okay. name is Ho Ho Party Rockin', and they, they're the only people. Who, I don't know who that is. They were definitely there. five stars, first off. Heck uh, yeah. I would say this podcast excellently merges professional, uh, serious music takes with three fun loving dudes who have a good time together. I love that. That's, well, you're that's just in time to hear Eddie talk about REM. Mm. Life's rich patching. Let's get back to it. Who was I? You were talking about It's the End of the World as We Know It. I always heard that song as a kid. And I love that song. It's great. But this, that's you feel like you're, to, you're having to perform for somebody now? Yeah, now I do. I gotta make sure Braz He's a ghost. He's not in the room. Well, anyway. He's so, a guest. He's well, a I'm ghost. I'm sure I've talked about. Well, no. Um, you're so, a ghost guest. He's off ghost. R.E.M., one of the bands, one of the bands that seem to originate a lot of uh, indie rock tropes. For example,. Instead of side A and side B on this record, it's side dinner and side supper. So Which one comes first? Side, yeah. Which is like so dumb, but I like it. I it's like that. silly. Yeah. But anyway, they, they get, I guess YouTube figured out the um, uh, what order it's supposed to be in. So anyway, I'm I like... I'm pretty sure you find that out when the CD comes out. Yeah. No, no, no. They don't list them in order. Or maybe... On the CD? I, I actually don't know. <laughs> I don't have any REMCs except the greatest hits. So anyway... R.E.M. is one of those bands where I feel like every part of every every part of this every song like mixes together in such a such an important way. Everyone's got their role to play in the band. Got the guitar player, got the bass player, got the drummer, got the crooner. Um, and I just I love listening to like every like you can go through a song and listen to one instrument and it'd be really entertaining. But that's me because I don't know what. Sorry, I just watched Andre Iguodala got kicked in the elbow in the nuts. You mean Andre Iguodala? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so anyway, just love all the songs. I think they're real, like real catchy, really like interesting. Like you, like you sometimes can't really tell what the lyrics are on some of the early records, but I think this album is kind of the transition between the early and like things like, you know. Um, it's the end of the world. How many, they have a lot of albums. How oh, many yeah. albums do they have? Uh, probably like 12, maybe. This is, pro- this is like their fourth or fifth, I yeah, think. Yeah, I really had to dig dig in Spotify to find But, but I like their early stuff. Like, there's a clear, Why like... Why don't you just search lives for Rich Patton? I always just go to the artist and I take that yeah. route. So you probably know songs like Everybody Hurts and... and uh, Losing My Religion. Losing My Religion. Great. Shiny Happy People. Shiny Happy People. And uh, the world Man on the Moon. Man on the Moon. Uh, uh, yeah. So anyway, this doesn't, this is like kind of a more low key in terms of like hits, but I think every song is so good and I just like really enjoy, uh, the music. <laughs> oh, wow. Stunning. I like, stunning and brave like review said, from like, Eddie The way they put them all together. He likes the music. The way they put all the instruments together, I think is really like cool and like it just sounds so like seam. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like seamless to me. And uh, some of my favorite tunes, um, I Fall On Me, pr- great jam, I love that song. Hyena, really good, Underneath the Bunker is a cool instrument. You listen to Hyena when you're sailing on the Hyena River, <laughs> on your dad's <laughs> riverboat Well, course. my dad, yeah, he actually bought out the rights to that song, so uh, wow, it's, not a, 
He it's not owned by Eddie Senior's a big spender. It's not owned by REM anymore. It's owned by Ed Trezino. Um, I believe one of my favorite songs. I love. I believe. Uh, what if we give it away? Great. Uh, Swan Swan H. Really weird. Swan Swan Hummingbird. It's really cool because they can put these weird like melodies in, but I think they still work. And then Superman, like a cover for some reason, but I still like it. Is that a cover of Eminem's Superman? <laughs> it's not a cover of Goldfinger's Superman. But, uh, um, oh, is it Goldfinger? shit. Well, who's that guy with the piano? Billy Joel? <laughs> no, not Billy Joel. He's the oh, piano man. No, no, no. There's, isn't there a Superman that... Uh... Frank Sinatra. Oh, my God. It's like Maurice, more contemporary. From Miles the 2000s. Davis. <laughs> He's on the, he's like, like the, there's a Superman song of his, he's on the beach and he's singing. I can't forget beach, the melody. Beach Boy. Bell, Superman. It's like that. Anyway. Brad, what is that song? I don't know. You're asking <laughs> the wrong guy. All right, well, it's time for uh, Alex to get so, his review. So, you know, every time Eddie picks an album. Well, you've, that heard, isn't, of, you've heard of R.E.M. Every, I have, but every time you pick an album that's not your signature style of punk, it's always such a curveball because you never know what you're going to get. Your music taste, when it strays away... Five for fighting, is what I was saying. Five for fighting. Your music taste, when it strays away from from punk, is actually like crazy eclectic. And, you know... We had Primus. We had Rocket Ship. Yeah, it's all... You, you, yeah. you just never know what you're going to get. Beastie Boys. Beastie now Boys. we got R.E.M. So, I've always disliked Aria. <laughs> I knew you did. I, knew. I, I do not enjoy... Before I listen to this album, I have never enjoyed an R.E.M. song. It's just... I, You've heard I the know. hits, though. Right? I've heard the hits, and I don't like them. Uh, okay. But they make good music. I love the production. I love the sound of the guitars. Um, but there's one thing that I've just never been able to get past, and this is becoming a recurring theme with, with Eddie's bands, and that would be the lead singer's voice. Okay. It it always happens. He does you know, sound a lot like David Lee Roth. You know, he's a, he's a yeah. That's the issue. <laughs> just kidding. He's a good vocalist, though. He's got a great signature voice. It's just not very pleasing to my ears. Um, the greatest the greatest thing about this album is that it really fueled me when I was uh, fighting through the Hercules and the Hades cups on Kingdom Hearts one the other night. Oh. They, they really uh, they really got me. Through. I don't. I can't those, imagine uh, that being real. But those okay. uh, chuggy chuggy guitars really did it for it me. Make me want to throw my controller out the window. <laughs> but my favorite tracks are uh, Cuyahoga, Hyena, and I Believe. Love, love, love how I Believe starts with a banjo, uh, uh, and then it just it just completely transitions in that. Yeah. Pretty fast guitar starts up. I love, I love that. Um, I think that REM makes great music, but the lead singer's voice just, just Michael does Stipend. Michael Stop. Michael Stipend. Don't do his, that. His voice doesn't Eddie connect with a, me. Eddie has a real issue with with copyright infringement. It's not what, what, what you think. Scott Ackerman and Adam Adam Scott Ackerman own the rights. So Stipe's voice doesn't connect with me on most of the tracks. Also, I think that REM might be a bit too dad rock for me. Mm. Um, Overall, though, Life's Rich Pageant was a lot better than I thought it would be um, being an R.E.M. album. I really, I, I, you already talked about this, but I really like how on the record, on the vinyl record, it's like Dinner Side and Supper Side. I thought that was really cool. Um, I was also surprised to see that this was released in the 80s because this sounds like very like quintessential early 90s to me. Mm -hmm. This does not sound like the 80s at all. Also, when I see pictures of these guys, they look nothing like what they sound like. <laughs> 
Like, if you were to show me a picture of them... Well, the drummer on the cover's got the big unibrow. If, if, if you were to show me a picture of them and ask me, like, what they sounded like, I would totally say, like, grunge or, like, thrashing. Well, oh, I like, don't think that. Garage rock. I think they, they remind me of dad rock because they all look like dumb dads. Well, back in the day... No, back in the day, they looked like freaking Nirvana. Yeah, Michael Stipe looked like a real... Michael before Stipe, he was baldy? Yeah, before he got bald. He yeah. But, you know, I actually did enjoy listening to this album after a few listens. Um, aside from the, the qualms that I have with, with Stipe's voice, but I think it really hits its stride like midway through the album. Uh, Cuyahoga through What If We Give It Away is like my favorite little uh, chunk of the record. I won't ever revisit this, but you know, <laughs> I definitely didn't hate it. I, did, I, I didn't hate it. I, I do right. think it's a good album. There's just some things I can't get past to personally enjoy it, um, but I think it's a good REM album. And yeah, that's that's uh, that's my review. I'm gonna say some choice words here. I'm gonna kind of apologize to you in advance. Uh oh, um, Eddie, I hate you. <laughs> Eddie, I can't stand your guts. <laughs> you're the worst person I've ever met. And I can't wait for you to leave. Oh, the sole God. reason why you're evicted. <laughs> the so anyway, I am pretty much the opposite of Alex. Mm. I've heard their hits as well, but I've liked them all. I love losing my religion. I like it's the end of the world as we know it. I, I don't like shunning happy people. But I love Radio Free Europe and... Man on the Moon. How can we forget... Well, I hate... I know I don't like, I don't like Man on the Moon. But I love Orange Crush. <laughs> Donnie hit? It's a Donnie, Donnie, it's a Donnie hit. Orange Crush might be my favorite song by them. How's and that one go? Follow me, don't follow me. I've got my, my spine, I've got my orange crush. Why, how can I forget? That's a rock band, baby. Yeah. Um, and then I listened once, once uh, you talking REM, Re Me came out. I listened to Murmur, and I loved Murmur. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pilgrimage, great track. All the other tracks on that song, great. And so you said, Life's First Pageant. I'm like, well, I know this is one of the big ones. I know this is one of the most acclaimed ones. So I'm looking forward to listening to this. And here I am, three listens to this album later, and I might as well not have listened to it at all. Because there is absolutely nothing remarkable to me about this music in the slightest. I desperately, today I listened to it for one last time thinking, I gotta say something about this. I gotta write something down so I can say I like this song or that song. But they are—they immediately leave my head as soon as they're over. I couldn't tell you the med- melody of any single one of these songs. I listened to it three or four times. Paraga, hyena, hyena. I thought that thought, thought there were some catchy moments. I disagree. And there were some really cool. Well, no, Superman. I can remember, but I hate that song. Oh, yeah, yeah. There were some cool musical parts too. And I can do anything. I hate that <laughs> garbage. Damn. You know, I... here's the issue. They don't, they're not bad musicians. Great musicians. I've liked their other work. But I hate the song Men on the Moon. Cannot stand that damn song. Jeez, and every know. single song on this album reminded me of Man on that. the Moon go? If you believe they, they put a man on the moon. Man, man on, on the moon. I don't know. It was the know. song for him. Do you remember that song? I've right? actually heard that song. Yeah, I like yeah, that yeah. song. I hey, love it. You don't like it? It was made for the movie Man on the Moon. Which is a biopic of Andy Kaufman starring Jim Carrey, and that movie's great. That song is not. Um, and I, you know, I'm acting like I'm really negative about this album, but come on, I, I listened to it a bunch, and I just couldn't grab onto anything. And that's, 
Every, even the ones that I've disliked for me the most, at least there was one song that jumped out. Hmm. There's just none of that on here. Well, can't believe that. Not one. Not they, one. They, it, it, their stock rose in Eddie's and Alex's eyes. <laughs> and their stock was pretty high with me before this. And it's plummeted. Wow. I don't know. Do you think there's an album he might enjoy more than... Murmur! I love Murmur! Okay. Murmur's good. Murmur's great! Recommend. It's the first one. I like... I mean, I don't think there's an album I don't like. By Have you heard... You, do you know all of them? Well, I didn't, but then I listened to the podcast and I listened to all They of come out songs. with an album in 2011. Yeah, that was. Our, I think that was their last one. I don't know. The problem with me is when I hear their music, and I'm not saying this is what happens. I'm just saying this is how it makes me feel. I feel like they think... They're like... I don't know, like really, really cool. The the the, Dude, the, I didn't think that. the side A and B makes me aggravated. <laughs> the not putting their lyrics out makes me aggravated. I don't um, think a lot of bands did that in the eighties. I just think like they feel like they were like, well, we don't need to do this. We're like we're against the grain. Yeah, and I just yeah. I don't know that aggravates me. See, nothing really aggravated me. I just thought like a lot of it was kind of boring. Boring, very boring. Oh. Yeah. Um, and it took me a few listens to really grab on to something, but but I but I was able to um, to grab on to a few things after a few listens. But I, I I think by my last listen I was just like. But like back to what I what I said like your if I like your music taste outside of punk is so unpredictable it's crazy. <laughs> I to don't me. I don't want to tip my hand. But every single time I listened, I was listening to Life's Rich Pageant in the past couple weeks. The entire time I was thinking to myself, I wish I was listening to Hot Fuzz. <laughs> or watching right. Hot Fuzz. Or watching Hot, Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz, alright. <laughs> so, that's my review. Alright. Well, this is a 9 out of 10 for Eddie. Uh, I'm going to go with a 6.5. I'm going to give it a 5. Oh wow! Five. I'm not going to. I'm not going to give anything under a five unless I think it's actual bad music, and this is not bad music. Okay. It's just engineered to be the exact thing I don't want to listen to. Hmm. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the boys because I like their other <laughs> stuff. But that's just the way it goes. That's the way it goes, Michael. Don't tell the boys. Don't tell them. Don't tell them. All right. All right. We'll be right back. Boys and berries and girls and berries. And girls and berries. <laughs> hey guys, thank you for listening to Fresh Ears. We have a lot of fun on this podcast that wouldn't be possible without our sponsors. First off, I want to thank Pipley's Believe It or Not. Uh, it's the younger brother of one Ripley. Uh, he's got a new museum out in uh, the middle of Shinston, and uh, he's just uh, trying to show you some things you won't believe. It's really cool. Uh, they got a um, one-legged lizard over there. They've got uh, 16 candles and uh, I don't know. But go out there. Pip- DVD copy uh, of 16 candles? Yeah, 16 candles. The only DVD copy there is. So go out to wow. Pip, please, believe it or not. Uh, we've also got um, Fresno Shrimp. Uh, Fresno in uh, Nevada. Or, wait. No, know. Fresno, Nevada. Yeah, You're Fresno, right. Nevada. Fresno in California. Yeah. Yeah. One one of them. Oh, there's another one in Nevada. Yeah, I think Landlocked Fresno has a new shrimp company that they want to promote through this podcast. Very delicious. I'm eating some right now. It's homegrown. Landlocked. Homegrown. Landlocked. Who caught the shrimp? Well, homegrown. It's imported, but it's grass fed. Just so you know, grass fed shrimp. So we want to thank Fresno Shrimp. And last but not least, 
we've got to go with my dad's riverboat tours. My dad is still trying to buy a boat so we can give riverboat tours. But if you pledge to his pay to his uh, GoFundMe, he can buy a boat and give riverboat Wait, tours. How, how much are these tours per person? <laughs> They're only 500 bucks <laughs> plus the amount you pay for, for the uh, GoFundMe. But once he gets that boat, he's going to drive around the Robinson Pool and we'll get some nice tours in there. <laughs> so, uh... I thought it was the Hyena River. Uh, the, well, we had to downsize because the Hyena River has been infested with uh, too many shrimp. <laughs> they're not catching shrimp. Are they, they grass-fed? No, they're not. That's why. They're too, wow. They're, they're, they're getting too big. So the shrimp have taken over. So, yep, we want to thank my dad for not paying me but telling me I had to thank him. So thank you to our sponsors. And now, let's get back to the pod. All right, welcome back, and uh, thanks for sticking around. We've got a few more segments left of this uh, great, great episode of the Fresh Ears podcast. So the album that I picked for this episode is Hot Fuss by The Killers, and it was released in the year 2004. So Hot Fuss is a record that I've enjoyed pretty much since the first time I heard it as a middle schooler. Um, these songs have never left my listening rotation throughout pretty much all phases of my life since, yeah, since I first heard it. I remember hearing about this new band called, called The Killers, and the name as a kid offended me. Like, I was, <laughs> I was like, The Killers? I don't like that. You were 10 years How old. How did they get away with Killing that? Killing is bad. You're, like, Ron's sort of been 10 years old at this point. Like, I was very, like, it made me, like, cringe. Like, so I, you were 10, this was 2004. We had already done our presentation of the class of um, Angry White Boy Polka. Yeah. <laughs> that was ruined and made me cry all day. Mm-hmm. So even after that, you were, you were sad of the word killer. That was the worst yeah. part of our life. Yeah, it like really like offended me. But, you know, then I heard somebody told me. That was the first killer song I ever heard. Um, and it's maybe my favorite killer song. Um, sorry, Mr. Brightside fans. But, yeah, I love it. Even though the lyrics really, really, really just confuse the heck out of me. Um, I also love Mr. Brightside and uh, all these things I've done as well upon release. And then a few years later, I got into the OC. And they were actually, they actually played on the show. But the song that was heavily featured was Smile Like You Mean It. Now the OC, they would... Right. The OC would release these compilation CDs. They had like six of them. And Smile Like You Mean It was on the best one, which I think is compilation number two. And that's with uh, Spoon? I believe Spoon's on that one as well. Um, But yeah, and then I just got heavy into the whole album in like early high school. And I've just been listening to it ever since. I think this is as perfect of an album as you'll find in maybe one of the greatest debut albums from a band like ever. Like it's... It's crazy to me that this was their debut album. Um, and Mr. Brightside has just become such a phenomenon. It's like the number one song to really set off white it people. It has over a, a billion listens on Spotify. I, that's got to be why they're in the top 250 all of most streamed artists on just Spotify. Mr. It's got to be. You know, they have a great catalog. But, you know, I think every song on Hot Fuss is just, like, perfect. I, I love it all. Uh, but... This is the last album, the first and last album that the Killers made that sound like this. Sadly, you know, they uh, yeah, but like like okay, when you were young, it sounds like it could be on this album. <laughs> it, it does, 
But, you know, they ditched a lot of, like, the discotheque-inspired, like, electro-rock, and they shifted to more of, like, a, an Americana-inspired style after this album. Aside from the few hits on Sam's Town and then the song Human, which you guys probably have heard mm -hmm. from Day and Age, I don't really listen to any, any killers other than this album. Um, but I did check out their newest album they just put out last year. It's called Imploding the Mirage, and it's pretty good. You know, people say it's one of the... the, the uh, one of the killer's best in years. Um, I've also always been intrigued by the word plugs on this album and lyrics that I've never like really quite been able to understand. Like for example, um, and somebody told me um, all these things that I've done, I've got soul, but I know the soldier doesn't make any sense to me, but I love it. And then the song Human, the line, are we human or are we dancer? I don't know what that means. <laughs> Who know what does that mean? Like, but I love it. Brad, you answer like the rain. You want to sit up and try to elaborate on that? What does that mean? Oh, are if you we, had a guess, I want. Well, I want your thesis. Are we human or are we? Are we dancer? human? Are we, are we dancers? It's not dancers. It's are we dancer? Okay. Are we Maybe dancer? they meant to say prancer. That's probably that, that, yeah. that was that was that was probably mm. it. <laughs> they just messed it up. This is why you're on the pod, Brad. We're all in prancers. This is why you're on the pod. Uh, yeah, yeah but up. you know, this is an album that I can listen to in any mood at any time of the day and still enjoy. I think this. If I had to describe this album with one word, it would be it would be timeless. Um, I would almost, in that regard, compare it to an album like Rumors by Fleetwood Mac in terms of being a timeless album. Like that's just how I feel. I love this album. It's it's 100% one of my favorite albums of all time. Um, and yeah, it's, that's what I got on Hot Fuss. Well, Brad, let me ask you: When you first heard the name The Killers, what was your gut reaction? I don't know if I heard about the Killers until I was in like, at least like eighth grade. And but when you heard the name, we were like, ooh, spooky. Uh, a little bit. I mean, I just wondered, <laughs> I just wondered what like <laughs> yeah, I wondered what like idea. their shtick was. I like, thought that yeah, and know, the Killers could totally be like a like a punk band. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. The kill. They kill. They do. They kill. Punk. That's one of the skip. That could have been for the Halloween episode, the Killers. Oh, it could have been. I don't even want to. I don't even want to hear that. Name. What is the hot? Fuss? I could be human. Is that and you the mess dancer? Is that the mess like they hot, leave behind when they kill yeah, someone? Yeah, like hot pus. Oh, oh no, hot blood. Like when you kill someone, and all the pus comes out. Here. So, um, Alex, give me the vinyl for this. And let me tell you, I, I I about burned that baby down to the nubs. Um, well, let me say. You have to buy me a new copy. I'm, We'll see. No, I'll fix it. I burnt... Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, you, you ass. <laughs> Renowned handyman, Eddie Trezino here. Yeah, it's true. Um, I would say that I burned side A down to the nubs. Mm. Uh, if we look at the first five tracks, the Ginny was a friend of uh, mine. Okay, everybody turn to that page in your packet. Well, if you were a real professional, you'd have them all lined out like me, so we won't have to rustle the paper around. Sorry. Uh, the first five tracks on this, if I was just looking at those, 10 out of 10. Every single song on side A is uh, perfect. The worst thing about this album to me is I feel like all these things that I've done should be the last track. Yeah, but everything will be alright's really good it's too. Good too. I, don't, I can't think of an album that's more front-loaded than this one. Definitely has all the hits are on the first. All side. the hits, but you know, Jenny was a friend of mine, and Smile Like You Mean Not Really. They don't live on as hits like 
I don't know how. I don't know. Small like you mean it was pretty. It, Jeez, I thought it that had was a lot of fame. Movie. The OC made it a really popular <laughs> song. Well, I'm saying. It did. I feel like they had those five, and I think everything everything will be all right. It's amazing as well. I love it. But I feel like they had those six, and they're like, "Well, we got we can't do it putting out an EP. We got to make it up to album length." So they put another five songs on there, and those five songs aren't bad. I just kind of think they're, you know, whatever. See, I've grown to really enjoy the. Well, that's the thing. If you're you've been listening to it your whole life, yeah. And if I, you know, I there's albums like that for me and too. And I've heard those first five so many times. Mm-hmm. Like listening to the B side is like really like. Now I find myself listening to the B-side more than I listen to the A-side. I'm more like, I don't like it with a bunch of albums. Yeah. So I understand completely. Um, let me tell you, you, you know, if you if you can listen to this on like a bass-boosted um, audio or like on a vinyl with the, boost, the, the bass boost really up, that's when that's, that's when side of you gets popping, baby. There's a lot of really nice bass riffs on there. And just like the synth and just like mm-hmm. the disco stuff that they throw in there is mm-hmm. awesome. Now let me tell you a story. Of a little movie called Southland Tales. Southland Tales, I've heard of it. Uh, which with The Rock, starring The Rock, Young Rock, Sean William Scott, Sarah Michelle Gellar, John Lovitz, Justin Timberlake, oh, all the Amy Poehler, all the heavy hitters. Amy uh, Poehler is in that movie. Um, um, by Ling, Sherry O'Terry. Bunch of people in that movie. What about Doug Doug? Joseph Doug R- Doug is not in Southland Tales. What about Joseph R. Biden? <laughs> <laughs> the Bidlings. So, I remember watching Southland Tales. That movie came out in 2006. And it's made by the same guy that made Donnie Darko. Oh, Have you seen Donnie Darko? I've seen Donnie Darko. I've never even heard of this movie, though. Imagine... Okay, so thematically, they're not the same at all. But in terms of, like... Following along with the plot. Imagine if Donnie Darko was like ten times worse. Mm-hmm. And that's Southland Tales. That movie's a, a damn mess. I remember this... liking it in middle school. Um, but I went back and I rewatched the scene that I'm about to talk about. And then I watched the trailer and I was like, why the hell did I like this? But there's a scene in it where Justin Timberlake plays a, uh, a veteran. Even though I think he was 21 when the movie came out. Or, or very young. 2006, so what? Probably he was probably his twenties still, and uh, faces all scarred up, and he takes some kind of drug, and he starts to hallucinate, and then he just starts singing all these things that I've done, like <laughs> lip syncing to it, and it's the entire last half of the song. So from I got sold, but I'm not a soldier. On he does the whole thing. He just lip syncs the whole thing. It actually sounds awesome. It is great. But then I remember watching the movie in the context of like, why was that in there? Is it like a Western movie, kind of? No, it's... Because the music video for all these things I've done is like a Western no, music it video. Takes place, They're all cowboys. It takes place... So I looked it up a little bit, but I'm also talking about my memory. It takes place in 2006, or 2008, America, but in an alternate world where like in 2005, there were two small towns in Texas that got nuked mm. and so like you know, America's in World War 3 and so there's like all this like the draft is reinstated so there's like it's like a dystopian mm. near future thing and society's on the brink of collapse and The Rock is an actor in it and Sarah Michelle Gellar is a porn star who wants to be a, a talk show host mm. and Sean William Scott is twins mm. that are actually one person who fell through a time rift 
uh, Wallace Shawn is a is a, is the bad guy. Oh, it's like it's villain. incomprehensible. Sounds, sounds pretty. And cool. I looked at the trailer. I'm gonna watch the tra- I'm gonna we're gonna watch the trailer after this. And I scrolled down to the comments, and every single comment was, "This movie was so prophetic. <laughs> this is just like we're living in 2020 today, and it's not." And I'm saying right now, if you've listened to this podcast and you what and you like Southland Tales. And you think it's an indication of how we live society today. You're out the door with Eddie. You're out the door with Eddie. Stop listening to this podcast. You're evicted. You're not welcome. Oh. <laughs> Get the hell out. Well, uh, I did love that movie. Anyway, Hot Fuss is a good album. I agree. All right. Well, how do I follow that? Let me tell you a story of the time that uh, I met Mr. Brightside. Um, he uh, was in the bathroom and uh, He's peeing. Anyway, uh, yeah, I've always uh, liked this album okay, but I haven't listened Brad, to it. Brad, do you see the shit that we had to put up with? <laughs> I haven't listened to this in a very long time. Can you believe this? And I it cannot was believe it. a surprise when Alex picked it. I didn't I didn't realize you liked this one so much. I love it, yeah. So I was like, oh, wow. You cringed, actually. He did cringe. I did it as a, he did I did it as a bit. You're because like, ah! I did it as a bit because you're always like, here comes what here comes someone groaning at my album choice. I did it as a bit. I'm sorry, Alex. And get ready for the biggest bit at the end of this. But anyway, um, so yeah, this, this I agree. This is really front loaded because it's got all the hits on the front, and I don't really remember like a couple. I don't really remember how Midnight Show goes or Change Your Mind. What about Eddie? You're a star. I kind of remember that one. But you don't remember Everything Will Be Alright? I get, yeah, I remember that one. It's the same. That one. Believe me, Eddie. Yeah. No, no, no. Believe me, Eddie Trezino. Everything Will Be Alright the same four words over and over again. Yeah, That's yeah. great. No. I, I remember that one. That's a good one. But yeah, uh, front-loaded. But uh, let me tell you, Mr. Brightside might be a little overplayed, but it's still good. But it's amazing. I can listen to it yeah. again. Like, it's I don't great. Know, I can't get tired Listen, of it. what can we say? We're three white men in our 20s. Yeah, we love Mr. Brightside. Honestly, I think, we every, love Mr. But I think Brightside. everyone loves Mr. Brightside. We have side parts. We were born in the 90s. We love Mr. Brightside. We love Mr. Potato Head. We um, love Slinky Dog. <laughs> we watched Ed, Ed, and Eddie grow up. Probably just Potato Head now. Yeah, I did hear. I saw, I saw that, that today. today. Yeah, isn't that weird? <laughs> ah, that's great. Whatever. Great. Whatever. I mean, they don't come with, like, uh, yeah, I love Smile Like a Mean. Great song. I love Somebody Told Me. That's like a classic sad boy song. Classic sad boy song. Oh. Plus, one of our favorite bands covers Mr. Brightside. Um, Charlie Bliss. Love that. Do um, they? Oh, have you never seen... On YouTube, look it up. I've never seen it's that. It's like a lot... I don't know how I came across it, but... It I, sounds awesome. They cover it live. I saw it, I saw it on well, I can just imagine her piercing voice saying, I'm Mr. Brightside. Yeah. You gotta watch a it. A woman? Mr. Brightside? Oh! No, I'm just kidding. A but uh, anyway, um, singing, playing guitar, impossible. Here's the here's the pledge, on here's the Fresh Ears pledge. We will never feature a female singer <laughs> ever. I think we, we never. Have. We already have never any woman well, on this show. Okay, well now that John Marcus uh, album choice coming up. <laughs> that's I've all. certainly never put off pour forth any women on this. That's true. That's true. Anyway, what else is there to say about the killers? I just hope they don't kill me. Hope I'm not their next ah! So anyway, yeah. You're scaring Brad. Look at him. <laughs> Alex is getting flashbacks to being 10 and hearing the name. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's me, Alex. I wonder how many... What yeah. season would it have been? 2004 American Idol. 2005. Six. 
100. What's the over-under? Listen to me. Four or five. What's the over-under on the... And maybe you can tell me the exact one if it happened. Was Mr. Brightside sung on American Idol? I don't ever remember it, but this past Sunday, there was a girl who auditioned, and she was incredible, and she sang a The Killer song. Um, and it was a song from Sam's Town. It wasn't from this. It was from the next album. Surely there has to be someone saying Mr. Brightside. I'm not when they get down to like the, it really, it's not, the last 16. Dude, all those early seasons of American Idol was just like, it was all, they were all like the same generic songs. Like it was all like, it was like a karaoke show back then. There were no good songs really. Like what? Like Whitney Houston and like Elton John. and. Like, oh yeah, classic not good artist Elton John. Okay, but that's not what I mean. It was just like, there wasn't a lot of variety. Notice how I didn't say Whitney Houston. There is now. Talk about women. Um, oh my God. But... Yeah, I don't know. I don't ever remember anyone on American Idol doing Mr. Brightside. But well, it, it should have. It probably happened. I, I, I could see it. Kelly Pickler pro- didn't sing Mr. Brightside. Kelly Pickler probably sang Mr. Brightside. <laughs> Ruben Stuttered sang Believe Me, Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Man, Ruben Stuttered, get on the pod. Come mm-hmm. come talk to us. We'll try to book him next but, yeah, time. So, Eddie. We oh, tried we, to get all just friends to come talk. They didn't do it. Probably because that episode's Probably because not that out episode's yet. not released <laughs> yet. <laughs> I've been waiting. Damn it. But uh, also, you know, just to, just to cap it off, this is a perfect album for me. It's it's timeless. I love it. It's a, it's undeniably a 10 out of 10. I will give it an 8. I will also give it a ten, an 8 out of 10. Okay. Oh, you really got you there. All right, so we have a new segment Eddie that me and John Mark are unaware of coming up. Completely unaware of, but I know Eddie spent all day on it, and he forbid me to look at the computer screen. Okay, I, don't build this up so much. It's not like, it's not like <laughs> and, chess. And before it's not we get like to I invented chess. Before we go into the break, I just want to tease everybody and say, um, he said, we better be stretching our moral muscles. I don't know what that is. Earlier today, that's what he told us. So, um, yeah. So, uh, look forward to yeah, that. Get all stretched out. <laughs> hey, everybody! Welcome back to Fresh Ears. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, Nothing. Alex just put a major target on my back before he started recording again, so I, I now I'm nervous. Um, welcome back to Fresh Ears, everybody. We got one more segment. Uh, we are going to... Number one, we're going to play a game, and, and since this is Eddie's last uh, podcast in our apartment, we brought on all the hits. We have Eddie Trezino. Eddie Trezino. We have Alex Petri. Yes. We have Butler of the Pod, Brad. <sighs> been great uh, being in your guys' butler. And nephew nephew of James. Wow. Nephew of James. James's nephew. And yeah, we have, have our loving producer, Casey. Hello! Girlf of the pod. Well, girlf of... John Mark Shaver. Girlf of one-third of the pod. <laughs> Owner of the house we don't, of the pod. We don't share, we don't share the girl. I don't know about that. <laughs> Owner of the house of the pod. And all so... Right, well, we're all here and I'm happy. Eddie, Eddie has worked so long on this game. He's really been hyping it up. I think it's going to be the best thing we've ever done. So, Eddie, well, do you take want to do the question first to get our get our creative juices flowing? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, we'll we'll answer quickly. This is a question from a little lady named Sydney D. Sydney mm. 
And she says, what music makes you really cry? What music gets the tears rolling? Uh, there, uh, I, it's anything that really reminds me of just death and loss. Like what? I don't know. There's a song, there's a song, one of the saddest songs, it's also uplifting, by a band called Flogging Molly, you know, uh, Drunken, yeah, you know, you might have heard of some of their songs. Yeah, yeah, they're like the Irish Celtic Yeah. Let him talk. But anyway, there's a song called If I Ever Leave This World Alive, and it's just like, it's like such a like, really touching song. That's like the first thing that comes to mind. Um, Tear up when I hear that song. I would say, well, I have a whole playlist on Spotify that makes me cry, so. Me too. It's not a... It's not a very hard thing to happen for me, but I would say this is a very stereotypical choice for someone like me, but the entirety of In the Airplane Over the Sea by Neutral Milk Hotel would make me cry. Uh, The song Lying to You by Keaton Henson is probably the saddest song I've ever heard. Uh, Relationship-wise, not like about a dead person or anybody. Sufjan Stevens has a really lot of sad... Carry On Lull, that whole album is really sad. And then there's a few uh, songs on the album Illinois... That makes me think of uh, one of my best friends, and that actually makes me cry thinking about them. He has one that makes me pretty emotional, too. I forget what it's called. It's on the album with the swans on it. Mm-hmm. I actually think that song's from the OC. <laughs> All right. Can I answer? Is it called yeah. What to Say? Yeah, go ahead. Producer. I'm answer. Okay, so the producer. This is producer's picks. I know I've talked about... Pro producer picks. <laughs> that could be a segment. I know I've talked about Taylor Swift like every single time I've been on this podcast, but like... Just once, maybe? <laughs> no, I don't. No, she's been on like three times. Oh, I've only been on the podcast a couple times. What I'm saying is I always bring up Taylor Swift. While you're on it. Yes, because... Indie darling Taylor Swift. She... she you guys might not have heard about her. Shut up, all of Go you. Ahead. Anyway, so she means a lot to me. Very nostalgic because like when I was, you know, growing up, like her songs really connected with me. Her song "All Too Well." Oh yeah, that's the one I was gonna, I was gonna get. Oh, from yeah. from Red. All too well. Yeah, that's Red. a great it's song. It's one of the best breakup songs I've ever heard. Brad's on it. Brad it's, knows. It, Brad yeah. knows. It yeah, is it's, the it bridge is. of that song absurd. hits you so that's hard. A good song. Uh, I've cried in my car to that song. I also the song "Fix You" by Coldplay. Oh yeah, that one that gets me too. Really gets that song's me. in the OC. It's it's no. a sad, it's a really sad song. <laughs> So. You guys need to start counting Alex's OC mentions. Yeah, yeah. Well, we would well, be, if he was taking a drink every time he says something tonight, we'd be drunk already. This All is right. the OC episode. All right, Brad, what's your answer? I don't really know if I have like a particular song. I mean, usually like music doesn't make me cry. It's just is like, it uh, Mary Had a Little Lamb? And like, lamb well, that I makes me emotional at times. Don't be know? an ass. All right, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't, I don't really, I mean... There's like sad songs. They don't necessarily like make me cry. Like I like listening to sad songs. Yeah. But most of them are related to like a specific memory for me too, actually. So. Same. Music is uh, but but but, you know I don't think sad songs are bad. Like I think it's like very like therapeutic can be therapeutic and like. As a wise woman once said, music make you lose control. Missy Miss Elliot. Ms. Elliot. All right, Eddie. Thank you so much, Sydney D. If you have a question, you can email us at freshearspodcast at gmail.com or tweet at us at earsfresh. Uh, please do it. I'm sick of asking. Um, please. I'm, I'm mad. So do it. Hey, well, I'm going to get a whole bunch of new pod listeners in Butler. <laughs> Honestly? Hey, bro, listen to my That's pod. good. That's good. Maybe we should move. We should. Um, yeah, all quarters of the globe. I'll... Yeah, all course of the globe. Butler, PA. You should make flyers, Eddie. 
you should make flyers, okay, that are just about like listing the fresh years. And you Honestly, put them up in Butler at the brewery. We get a QR code. Well, you know how you could like just, oh, the just, QR like, code. No, they have their Spotify codes. Just yeah. put that on and print it and put it on like a Heck street yeah. lamp. Well, People gonna, love that yeah. stuff because they're curious. Curious cats. All right. Well, that question didn't really get our creative juices flowing. Well, you're the one that wanted to start the question. Well, I didn't know it was going to be about sad songs. This is a goofy Well, I was sent two questions from Sydney D. And one of them was that. One of them was, what music would you blaze it to? And nobody in this room (laughs) smokes weed. So I decided not to ask that question. All right. Well, maybe if I ever smoke weed, I'll let you know Sydney D. Anyway, so this game... You might have heard of a game called What Would You Do? This is called What na, 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 na. I'm calling this What Do You Do? And it is related to the three bands that we listen to today. I feel like... Will they be able to play? Yes, they'll be, this, is a, this is a game of moral compass... And oh, no. I'm awarded. I feel like this. I feel like Eddie's going to expose us. I feel like Eddie specifically set this up to make me say one thing in public. So we'll see. What? I don't know what that is. But anyway, uh, I'm awarding points for most creative answer closest to what happened. Or creative by creative. Oh, the most creative way of being honest. No, it's not okay. Just, uh, just, just. Let me explain it. Let me explain it. I'm going to give you guys a scenario. You got, and it's going to be. It's a real thing that happened to some of these bands, and it's uh, it's gonna you guys. I'm just gonna read the scenario. You you know what would you do? First thoughts, first thought, best thought. What's gonna happen next? So and we'll go. Is there an order? Uh, we'll go. You can go. Who do you want? Do you want to go first? Do you want to go first? Who wants to go first? Rochambeau, me and Casey. All right. Do you want to go? Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Uh oh. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Casey goes. Casey goes first. Okay. All right, you go first. Okay. It's All not right. good. You There's, have to think of it. I get more time to think about it. All right. Do you understand? Is there any questions? Just go. Let's just go. But I got to see what this is going to yeah, be. Yeah, let's just go. All right. Scenario one. You meet with... All right, Kate. This is for everybody, but Casey's first. Or everybody, I guess you guys can kind of all answer at the same time. Or talk over... Jesus. Meet, it's been all day on this. So you you meet with famed doing. television host Matt Pinfield, of MT, host of MTV and VH1 shows. He takes you out to dinner in Las Vegas, has a few too many drinks... And ask someone to drive him home to his ho- drive him to his hotel room. What do you do? Okay, now this is named MTV host. This is Why problematic would, would... because I'm a woman. I hate to like gender it. Okay, but, like, okay, I see. I would feel like I would drive. That's him, part of it. I would just feel a little unsafe with someone who may be inebriated and making choices they don't necessarily want to make. Like I wouldn't want to be put in a compromising position where he like. People would try to hit on me. Like, not saying that he necessarily would. I don't know who this guy is. There's other people that could be available to drive. I was gonna say maybe volunteer. I yeah I would talk. I would definitely talk with the group first and see if maybe like someone who was like closer to him and knew him a little bit better could take him. Apparently nobody knew this guy. But I would volunteer because you, <laughs> I would definitely volunteer you if you I wasn't ever, drinking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would, uh, if I'm in I Las Vegas, yeah. if I'm in Las Vegas and everyone's out and about, I'm probably drinking. But I think if I was her, my question, my answer would be. Different. Yeah. What the hell is he going to do? Well, it's about you. It's about what you're doing. Well, I would... It's it's not about what Casey do. I know, but but it's her thing. He's just saying it that he understands. I'm on any side. All right, so here's some examples of some shows he posted. VH1 Top 20 Countdown. Okay. Of course. Yeah. 120 Minutes. I don't know what that is. Matt Penfield? Yeah. Let me see a pic. That's him, I guess. Okay, well, I want to see a better picture. Yeah, later. if I'm in Las That's Vegas, that's the picture he showed me. Not drunk. <laughs> All right, how are you, Brad? You got a, you got a good answer. Wait, I have a question. Is is him being Matt Pinfield relevant to this? 
conversation. Uh, uh, Brad, could you just substitute any? No, he's a famed VH1. He's a host of MTV. He kind of looks like Kingpin from the the Marvel villain. A lot of people know this guy. A lot of people watched MTV back in the 90s or whenever this took place. Did you know who this guy was before you made this game? Yeah, of course. No, you didn't. He was a part of something. Does anyone know who he is? Matt Penfield is a part of something called farmclub.com. I'm sure people knew who he was. I I meant here, like anyone here. I didn't know. He was on MTV Live. (laughs) Never heard of him. He hosted DirecTV Presents South by Southwest Live. Okay, so he's done. He's got a good resume. Um. Yeah, sure. Cool. So All right, what are you going to do? What happens are you, next? Well, is that a, what is Brad going to do? I'm going to drive him home unless Why I'm you too him impaired to, to drink. I don't, yeah, I don't... This isn't, this isn't like... Okay, what, what did you say? <laughs> this, isn't a tr- this isn't necessarily a trolley him. problem. I think I would drive him home. I'm awarding points for originality, guys. I want you guys... Okay, then I would, I would kick him off of the Bellagio Hotel. Okay, well... Okay. I'm I can't not going to s- make up an answer, a false what do you, answer. Yeah, what the hell is this? fine, fine. Well, let's see what really happens. Brandon Flowers offers to drive home Matt Pinfield. They wound up He's hitting Brandon Flowers. the center the killers. of King Killers of the Kill. He's the killer himself. Ugh. They wound up hitting the bar at the Gold Coast Hotel on a Tuesday night just talking about life. Pinfield tells Flowers about mentoring soldiers in music returning from Iraq with PTSD. And Flowers tells him about the messy divorce he's going through. That Later that night, or maybe the night, I don't know when this was, the band... The killer's band manager calls Pinfield to tell him that the man wrote a song about him. That song is All the Things That I've Done Before. Or All the Things That I've Done. That song's about Matt Pinfield? Yes! He's got soul, but he ain't a soldier. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, okay. Does that now mean I know. Yes, I should have said, I will write a song about him and call it, I'm not, I'm call it All the Things yeah. That I've Done. Okay, get the game. It's a fun game. I like it's it. A, yeah. I did research. No, no, I like it. I did a lot of research. I mean, that, 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 Are you recording? Yes. Okay, yeah. Knowing the answer helps. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, so you get what's happening. You get that there's... It's but, connected to a piece of band trivia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay, scenario two. This is me? This You can yeah. go first if you want. Okay. Yeah. Your friend is getting married, but his fiance is going to go out of town for a few weeks. Uh, your friend gets lonely and asks you to come out, come hang out in Los Angeles uh, to talk about the marriage and hear your thoughts about going through with it. At one point, you go out to lunch with a television producer who you, your friend knows, and they have a connection. What do you do? You're at lunch. So you're with this person who's, who's about to be married. And they start to have a connection with the producer while you're there. They know her. But they don't, yeah. I think it depends on how strong my connection is to that person. Okay, I like where this is. Hold on a second. He's he's one of your friends. Are you asking me to cheat on somebody? No, you're the friend. You're not the... You're third wheel. You're third... Well, this this person's getting married, but... So this is my friend. Is he like my friend like you and John Mark? Like, or a friend like Brad. Well, I think... <laughs> a friend like Brad. No. <laughs> I don't if it's a friend like Brad, then it's a different story. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a friend that you... You've, you're not like best friends with them, but you, you're good friends. Well... I don't understand what's going on. I would probably say... I have no clue. Hey, um... Hey, I'll probably have a talk with that person. If we're friends, you know, yeah, if I yeah. care about that, if we're friends, I care about the person. I see something going on. I'll probably be like, hey, are you sure this is a good idea? Yeah. But if we're like best friends, I'd be like, hey, we should leave. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I yeah. would, I would, I'm assuming we're at a booth. Okay. I don't assuming, know that the specifics. But... I'm assuming they're on the opposite side as me. I'm on the side by myself. Ooh, okay. And I'm going to sling down. Oh, I'm going to okay. sling down my seat. 
and put my feet out the captain's on the other side of the chair. The captain's court. And I like, yeah. do this, and so they can't like touch each other without without me doing. I think. That's good. That's good. John, see, John Mark's got the right idea. What if he slung too far down though? This is just a hard game. It's hard to be creative with these answers. It's hard, but you gotta start kicking wild. You gotta improv, Alex. Improv. Okay, I think that the best move is you gotta sabotage them. Sabotage. You go out. Sabotage the people in the in the restaurant with you. You Poison all the food. Poison all the food. Poison all the food. Taking them on the rocket ride. No, you go after this TV producer that they're trying to get with. You. You go in, and you take over, and then and suddenly you make, they're in. Hold on a second. We we here's the thing though. Maybe sure the person's getting married. Maybe number one, maybe they could be in an open relationship, and even if they're not, maybe the fiance knows about this meeting, and the fiance says, "Hey, listen, this TV producer, they might give you a good deal. If you want to sweeten it up a little bit, go for it. We what don't do know you, the details." What do you think, Case? I don't like that. You, if Eddie was about to make it big. And you knew he could land something with just a little bit of helpless, hurtless flirting. You wouldn't let him do it? Flirting is one thing, but cheating with... He didn't say the person yeah, cheated. No, there, I just said there's just, a, there's just a spark here. Well, you don't need to do anything if they're just flirting. But if they start to like, if it starts to go somewhere physical, you got to jump in and be like, you, you need to think about well, your actions. Why is everyone... Like, okay, Brad, what's your view? Like, at some point... You gotta leave your friend to their own devices so they can decide. Like, hey, okay, you know, because if you're willing to do that, maybe that's a sign as mm-hmm. to your thoughts about your fiance and your marriage as okay. a whole. I mean, but you gotta trust your partner. We don't know what was conversed. Like, it's not my. It's not necessarily my. Uh, okay, are we friends with the fiance? To interfere there. It doesn't I mean, if, say if you're I'm, friends with the fiance. If I'm fr- it doesn't say that because you didn't write it. Well, you're because the one it writing. I was did, in my research. I we don't find know that inside. information. If I'm friends with both of them, who am I closer to? Oh, that's true. You know, if 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 Brad and well, and also Alex, this fiance, okay. where's she going? She going to meet with other with other? Guys? Yeah, maybe she's with another producer across <laughs> town with one of my bandmates. Maybe that was a deal. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I give. Is that it? Anyone else? Okay. Well, I'll give John Mark the. Points for creativity Fair. for putting his feet in between them. I like that. That's a good move. But you guys all have a good idea with Not trying to tell this the game. So uh, okay, so what happens next? Wait, are we going to find out what the real story was? Yes, I'm telling you right now. This is a story uh, from James Murphy when he was uh, invited to his friend's house or to hang out with his friends for a few weeks uh, in Los Angeles. The producer actually starts talking to James Murphy. This is in the 90s. She tells him that she's a producer for a sitcom and they need... Uh, Full House? Hang on, hang on. They're looking for writers. They only have the star of the show and the creator of the show are the only writers right now. And she's like, hey, you know, why don't you try writing a script? You can do it. You can. Why not try writing a script? He says, yeah, I'll do it. He doesn't do it. Years later, she find, he finds out that she was a producer for one Jerry Seinfeld, and the show was a sitcom Seinfeld. Wow. And of course, he's like, in the story, he's like, I knew I could have written one of the best scripts, and I probably would have been a great writer, but I just didn't do it. Oh, so God. I, that's something that can took, I, can turned I, me off to that guy. Can I right now? <laughs> listen. You should read that. He's this like, is a decent, I would have done it, but I just. This I, is an okay game. Here's uh-huh. the revision that I would make. Okay. If I were you. Keep these same stories, because these are interesting. But say, make it a multiple choice in which... Okay, I can... Did James a., was James A. Murphy approached to write a script for Seinfeld? Okay. Friends? 
the Big Bang Theory <laughs> or Malcolm in the Middle. Or and then we had to guess which one it was. Maybe that's is good. all these things that I've done written about Matt Pinfield? Okay, <laughs> well, Barack this, Obama. Okay, this, like, one, this last one, this last one might remedy uh, all. Yes. Like it's not multiple choice, but this one. You mean it might remedy? It might remedy. Oh God. Yeah. Okay, okay. Here it is. Scenario three. You ready? You, you're uh, off. Producer, get off your damn phone. It's okay. Sorry. You're on a transpolar flight from Seattle to London. What's transpolar flight? I don't know. I, don't I guess you, I don't know. That's what it says. You see famed REM guitarist Peter Buck on the flight. Oh, big Buck. He is acting. <laughs> the Buck Man. He is he is acting strangely. He seems like he might be intoxicated, some kind of a, you know, some kind of a not fully there. He's sitting there, he's intoxicated. He shoves a CD into a drink trolley, thinking it was a CD player, which earns him a warning yellow card from the flight staff. A yellow card? <laughs> 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 Soccer I, I don't know what that is, but okay. He tears up what the card. What would he have to do to get Peter a red Buck, card? If you get a red card, you're out of this plane. tossed out like Matt James on The Bachelor. He tears up the card, angrily saying, I am R.E.M. Wait, it was, a, it was an actual... <laughs> this what? It, apparently it was a car. It was I, an I, actual I, car that they said, this is your warning, Mr. Buck. Apparently it is. I don't know. What the, well, what here's air, what I Okay, wait, say. hang on. Okay, let me call my buddy Matt Penfield. <laughs> he begins he reaching... Me out of this he, reaches, he reaches for a cup of yogurt. What do you... You're, you're across the aisle from him. What do you do? Do I know him? No, You know that he's here's Peter Buck. Here's the deal. But do I personally know him? No, you don't personally know stop him. You okay, know, fine. Hey, okay, you're a flight attendant. Here's the deal. Attendant. Here's the deal. Alex and I have lived our entire lives by one motto, and that is sometimes a buck's got a buck. Yeah. Okay. And you just gotta let that buck buck. You're gonna let him buck. I'm gonna let you're Peter a, buck buck. You're a passing. He's giving the flight attendants a hard time. He's R.E.M. Well, they don't he's deserve a young buck, or opposed to being an old buck. But well, he's. I give him a nice little super kick. He's a Peter Buck. Maybe you, start a super kick. If you party. try to take that yogurt from him, I mean, he's probably getting ready to throw well, it. He's reaching the yogurt. He's reaching for he the yogurt. He doesn't have it in his hands yet. There, something might happen in this well, story with you, yogurt. If you try to interfere, you might get angrier and like cause more. First of all, I'm not going to stop a guy from eating. I'm worried about these. Now, I'm basing it off what kind of yogurt it is. is this <laughs> it's like yogurt. It's like Danimani yogurt. It's like Trix yogurt. Here's the deal. I don't want to get involved with this. Yeah, oh, me neither. He's already gotten the yellow card. I don't want a yellow card. <laughs> I don't want to get mixed up with Peter I'd Buck. Get a red card. You, oh, can, red you card. can like go I don't want to get a technical. You can go to jail for like assaulting a, an air marshal. <laughs> assaulting right. a member of REM. <laughs> you mean assaulting REM. No, he is like REM. Causing... He wants to have REM sleep. That's what he's trying to do. For, Wait, for causing pouring yogurt time. everywhere? Sorry, I interrupted Casey. No, it's fine. I didn't mean to. Um, I just want to figure out what airline is serving yogurt one and handing out yellow cards. It's a transpolar flight, Brad. They love soccer. From Seattle to London. They love soccer. I don't know. That means they go to the North Pole and the South Pole and they go to London. I didn't know there was a warning system. Like, he's like a child. I didn't even know. It's like a sport. It's like it's a Planet Fitness. (laughs) This is your last warning, Peter Buck of R.E.M. (laughs) What about you, Alex? What do you do? You, you put out yogurt. I would not. You don't I want would, to get involved. No, if I, especially if I don't know him. Like, you know who he is. Okay, but I don't. I don't know if I don't know a person, even if they're being an imbecile. I'm not going to do anything because I don't want to. Uh, is, is the flight attendant in in frame? You yeah, know what? the flight attendants are trying to stop him from. You eating. know what? I'm. <laughs> you know what? I'm turning around. 
Uh, I'm taking the yield over Peter Buck. What about you, Case? I think... And I'm going to... Listen, I'm going to open it up real quick, and I'm going to go... <laughs> so he can't oh, get any Okay, other. good. I think maybe I take it from... And I say, hey, buddy, I think you need to take a nap. <laughs> okay. And I, I say, you want this Benadryl I have in my purse? Oh. I'm going to knock you out you, for the rest of the you flight. You got to say, hey, buddy... There are three other members of REM. That's true. And you need to sit down and shut up. I mean, up. I wouldn't recognize a member of REM if, if they were in front of me. I really wouldn't. But... In what this, if he said that he is REM? He, it sounds like this man got on the plane and said, I am Peter Buck from REM. Watch me put a CD in a drink holder. I mean, he sounds pretty drunk. So. Wait, that's what gave him the... Apparently, that's what gave him the yellow card. He broke the CD or something. I don't know. Wait, was this his CD? They don't. Are this is this airline handing Wait, out CDs? Wait, is this an REM CD? I don't know who's. Oh my god, was he CD putting is. his own CD in? Oh no, am, he's trying to be his own. I CD am REM. All right, anyone else? No. All right, John Mark gets some points. I like Casey's answer too. The Benadryl, that's good. But if you get involved, you yeah. gotta get involved, guys. Wait, this is. All right, here's what happens first, next. First go around. Here's what happens. The flight. Att- Buck gets the yogurt. The flight attendants wrestle with him over the yogurt. <laughs> causing it causing it to burst open and spray people across the aisle with yogurt. How are, See, uh, why are these stories on the internet? Your, your inaction led to the yogurt blowing. Okay, wait, here it's not that's not it. It apparently this okay, it apparently damaged British Airways cutlery and crockery. <laughs> what on the yogurt? Okay, hang on. Buck is taking. Was it toxic? Buck is taking the court on the charges of damaging airline property and co- two cases of common assault on the flight staff. Yeah, see, yogurt? that's what I'm saying. The thing that I would be scared of getting involved is like being an accomplice in this. And Accomp- having And having to go to court, like because you. You probably involved. have to testify. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so okay, I don't wait, know hang on. That's not over. Okay. At the trial, Buck's legal defense claims the sleeping pills he was taking for the flight reacted adversely with the wine he consumed, rendering him unable to control his actions. Sounds like an episode of like a kid's cartoon. Hang on, it's not over. I love my kid's cartoons. People drink and make ass. Great yogurt caper. The prosecution argues that Buck was acting irreverently because he consumed 15 glasses of wine. Oh, holy my God. The trial, Buck... One Bono shows up to the trial Shut to testify up. in Buck's favor, leading Buck cleared of all charges on the grounds. Whoa, of the Bono, the White Knight. Okay, so isn't that crazy? That's know. a true story. That is nuts. I don't know how. So it was a British airline. Uh huh. They were flying from Seattle to London. Apparently, I don't know how the law works. So I'm, I'm probably going to make an ass out of myself right now. I thought it so if they commit the crime on British property, is it a British crime? Because it sounded like it was oh. tried, tried in London. I don't. Uh, yeah, it was tried in London. He said. So either say. two, there's two options. Either it's because he was on a British airliner, that's why he was tried in London, or he waited until the plane was already in England to start making a mess, oh. which would have been the very last like <laughs> ten minutes. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the thing that I'm confused about is he had 15... You said he had 15 glasses of wine. Allegedly. That's what, that's what the prosecution argued. Okay, so I'm, I'm looking at the article it, that says... Couldn't you say they, they should have cut him it's off? It's on the onion. I mean, like... They, it could have been his own wine. Listen, this is this is good. It says, The rampage itself was more Homer Simpson than Liam Gallagher <laughs> as cabin services director Mario Agius described how Buck brandished a tub of yogurt in one hand <laughs> and... Oh, okay, I, got I just lost my... Oh, he brandished a tub of yogurt in one hand and a spoon in the other. Oh, no! He's going to eat the yogurt! 
So anyway, Brandish. I thought you said you have have, has, Is there any other um, place? Has, any, has anyone else ever said that someone brandished yogurt? That's good. I, I'm going to start doing that. Anyway, I hope you guys like that game. We'll play. I'll maybe I do think, it next time. I think next time it should be a situation where you tell us a story about one of the bands and we have to guess one of the elements of it. That one could have either been. Which member of REM was it? Or yeah, which that... singer came to his defense during the trial? I might do yes, that. that... <laughs> I might do that next time. But I, it, I, I just wanted to... Well, they're friends, apparently. <laughs> I just wanted to do something ridiculous, to, like an improv game to send me off. But anyway, that was fun. I, I'm glad you guys participated. It, it will be hard, especially with some of the smaller bands, to find stories like that. Well, but luckily we had a good three... challenge. I yeah. think you're the man for the job, and I think if we... Continue on this road and make, make those alterations. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't oh. work. We'll see. But I think we I'll got try a, it. It's the man. I think we got a good segment on our hands. What? There he is. Homer Simpson. All right. So All we have one more segment um, for this episode. We have a theme for the next episode, and that is the very first LP vinyl album we ever purchased. The very first LP we ever purchased. Now, originally I forgot about this theme and in honor of Daft Punk breaking up I was going to pick a Daft Punk album so that's not going to happen just know that that's what I was going to do instead I'm going to pick the very first album I ever bought which is Electric Warrior by T-Rex Ooh, Electric Warrior what about you mine is called uh, what's it called the band is called the Rentiers and it's called here is a list of things that exist how do you spell... R-E-N-T-I-E-R-S. What's the name of the album? Here is a list of things that exist. Okay. All right. Well, I've got... Here we go. I, I, I want to see... This is, this is exciting for Brad, because he gets to see the vinyl reveal. Oh, yeah. I've never seen it. All right. This is an air bag. This is my Amoeba Records bag from when I went oh, to okay. uh, Amoeba Records I wanna, in yeah. Hollywood. Um, <laughs> so... The first vinyl that I ever purchased was White Noise by oh. Paris, spelled P-B-R-I-S. Don't, um, don't want to talk about a woman, but I guess we have to. Yeah, sorry. Oh, Front, this is fronted by a you woman. You missed it, Casey. It was a whole thing. Okay, well, anyway. I can't wait to talk about him. It's going to be great. I would, yeah, I packed up all my records, or else I'd give it to uh, you. could borrow it. But. Well, I'm never going to see you again. So. I know, that's true. <laughs> Well, well <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. We can't wait to record the next one in whatever form it comes. I want to also give a special shout out to producer Casey and Butler Brad for sticking around and being special guests on the podcast. What a delightful time. I'm glad. Uh, what would you guys say? Uh, Casey, you've been on before, so you're a veteran. But Brad, as our number one fan, and you get to really see how the sausage was made tonight. <laughs> it is an honor. This was, this was an incredible inside kind of process. I mean... This, I told you, it, it was a top, what, three moment when I came on? Yeah. It might be top two now, right after being born. Whoa! Oh, Grand Canyon's okay. out of here! Wow. Wow. Moved top up. two. Wow. Damn, dude. I can't believe it. Well, with praise like that, what else can we do but sign off and say, sayonara. Goodbye. Yo. Yeah.